0: Well, welcome this morning. Welcome to everybody that's online. Thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, I think there is a echo of sorts, maybe from my <laughs> side up here. Um, so I don't know if there's something we can do that with that guys up there, because I have no idea how to do it. Um, wanted to um, just welcome everybody. At, we've been on this journey of the last three weeks. Um, Really an awesome three-week journey of, of fasting and praying for, uh, as we're going into 2023, uh, we began the corporate fast, really on Jan- we didn't do it on January 1st, but I kind of started a message of sorts on January 1st, and then um, uh, Danielle and uh, Lindsay and Leanne led us in the last three weeks, um, and I'm going to kind of finish this off as, as far as uh, the fast goes, as we kind of break our fast today. Um, And really today I felt like the Lord just said, you know, part of me is always wanting to kind of find something new and kind of out there to share. But um, I felt like the Lord said, you really just need to go back and recap everything that the Lord has been saying and doing uh, in these last three weeks. Um, Really, because we want to step into 2023. I wrote down, uh, with hope, with purpose, and with a heart to see Jesus glorified and lifted up in our lives, our families, in dwelling place, and in the New River Valley. Anybody say amen on that? I mean, that's our, that, that is our heart. Um, let me see if I can get this. All right. Um, and I really kept hearing uh, very specifically that the Lord did not intend for this to be a three-week journey. I am anybody. Anybody uh, fixer, fixers out there, or get it done type personalities. Anybody got a few? I kind of like that. Like we'll get three weeks. We'll do the fast, and we'll get it done. We'll have everything squared away for 2023. We're good to go. <laughs> anybody out there like that? I like that. If we could only, if life could only be like that, right? Uh, life is not like that. Um, and really, I felt like the Lord really spoke specifically that he gave us blueprints for these last three weeks to take into 2023 to be able to walk in a place of victory and life as we uh, inaugurate this year and as we go into it and I just felt like the Lord was saying you have blueprints in your hands like out of these last three weeks they're not they're not god i don't think does a bunch of intricate blueprints i mean i think his word his majesty is so amazing you'll never ever run out of things to seek him and and grow and but a lot of the stuff is very simple in his declaration the harder part is to implement it and i one of the reasons i love fast is that sometimes it does bring us back to just getting away from some of the other things that maybe distract or or maybe the important things of our life, you know, you know, we can just set aside uh, for a few weeks. just to, And I don't know, there's something about just engaging in that that gets you focused in. And our heart is that we take that uh, on into um, 2023. And I felt like the, the worship, the, the youth spoke it very plainly. God, you won't relent until you have it all. I mean, that wasn't, wasn't that the theme of this morning? <laughs> you won't relent until you have it all. And I love that about God. I love that he doesn't give up. I love that he doesn't give up. he I don't know. I look out here. I, I see a bunch of people he didn't give up on. <laughs> I mean, some of you didn't need it as much, but some of you needed a lot. <laughs> but the cool part is, that's okay, because God won't relent until he has it all i need it a lot i think about <laughs> i think of all over my lifetime just how many moments that he just rescued mitch simonis you know i think about all the woulda coulda should i don't really go back into that but i'm thinking man thank you god that you rescued out of me out of the miry pit and set me where i'm at today and so i i just encourage us all you know just Allow the Lord, you know, his relenting isn't a bad thing. It, sometimes we feel like, you know, he's coming after me. He's just, no, his relenting is it, his, relen- he, his unrelenting is His love, his compassions, his mercies, his loving kindness. That he doesn't want anything in your life to come in between him and you. And so I just, I don't know, I just wanted to highlight that today again. He will not relent until he has it all. And the, so the reality is for us, it's like, we should just give it to him, right? i mean that's his heart he's he's not relenting so that's going to be what we kind of talk about um but as he gave us these blueprints every last three weeks um you know i I think that if we implement these three weeks of kingdom life into 2023 we'll see encouraging growth and transformation over these uh last over these over these next 11 months did everybody get a handout did he hand one to everybody i just want to make sure i want to get one myself um Oh, sorry, they don't, oh, sorry, raise your hand, wow, okay, I thought for some reason the rally had already done that. So we've been going through this passage in Isaiah 43, and um, it's been our key scripture, and I want to really just go back and highlight all of those, but, um, you know, I really sensed as I was preparing, uh, the Lord just said, go back and look at what you spoke on uh on January 1st, it actually is a New Testament version of Isaiah 43. And so I went back and looked, and as I was looking over it, you know, I had, you know, I talked about on the um, on January 1st this theme of 23 for 2023. I don't have time to go back. You can go back and listen to it. It was kind of more out of the Dr Pepper. Remember, 23 flavors. I don't think I made that clear. It's 23 flavors, not ingredients, but 23 fra- flavors that included prickly ash and things like that. Uh, but, you know, we were just talking about how everyone is so important. Everyone is so needed. Like going into 2023, I want to iterate, reiterate, like it says in Ephesians 4, that which every joint or ligament supplies is causing the growth of the whole body and I I talked about my ACL and my ACL if if I don't have my ACL repaired which I did two two times if I don't do that I can I don't do what I want what Mitch wants to do and play volleyball right I love volleyball most of you know that um uh, super sometimes over competitive at it um they're always like uh Mitch you are you know you, you got to watch that uh, but but I love volleyball. If I don't have that ACL ligament, I don't, do, I don't play volleyball, right? So I just want to continue to put yourself in that place. Like, if we don't have the ligament that you are called to be in the body of Christ, we're not operating fully at full capacity. So that's not a—I don't want you to get condemned about that. I want you to receive the fact that you're important, you're valued, you're desired uh, in the body. And so just keep, but that's something you go back and listen to, uh, on the podcast. Um, and really, you know, my, my heart in sharing that message, cause it was, um, just this message of glory to glory transformation. And then, you know, and I started thinking about 2020, 2021, 2022, I felt like those were years, you know, I kind of wrote that down that we were hunkered down kind of tried to weather a storm like you ever been in those storms where you're like you know I don't, i've never been in hurricane real hurricane we've been through some hurricanes but i know that those from florida have told me that they have been through some hurricanes right you ain't doing nothing but sitting in your house hunkered down hoping that the lights don't go out hoping that you know everything stays where it's supposed to a tree doesn't fall in your house ha- i mean all those things i mean and i felt like in some ways that was kind of the picture of the last three years like you're just like okay, what's coming next like, I hope I hope nothing comes out and I feel like twenty twenty three is one of those things you got to come back out of the house like you know it's time it's like there's a time of of transformation from glory to glory that God's doing that there was a specific reason that God had us in that moment. I felt like there was some restoration there was some healing there was reconciliation that God was doing but I felt like this this twenty twenty three is kind of one of those uh, years of pursuit, and that's kind of why you, you, you have on your handout, you know, the 2023 th- that we're in pursuit. Right? Pursuit means that I'm taking steps, like right? at least one, right? At least one step. Uh, but taking steps to go into 2023, 20, and, and I felt like the, the Lord was just reframing the, the message into pursuing him, pursuing freedom, and pursuing the new. And so going back four weeks ago, you know, I talked about that. You can go back and look at all those things that I talked about in that. But I came back down to the Second Corinthians three seventeen and 18. And this is the scripture that I felt like was kind of this. I, I spoke it on the first, but I want to speak it again. And, and I want to re- reframe it in what uh, Danielle, Lindsay and Leanne just spoke about these last three weeks. Because think about this. Um, we talked about you know the first you know well we'll go through it. Let me just read the scripture, and I think I have it up there. Oop, whoa, man, that's working really good today. <laughs> Gosh, Leanne couldn't get it to do anything last week. Man, I've got it. I'm on it. All right, here we go. Now the Lord is a spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image. From glory to glory, just as from the Lord the Spirit. All right. And so I wanna I wanna just talk about uh, go back into these three weeks. And I wanna I wanna break it this scripture down into those three weeks. Because I felt like the Lord was just had just highlighted. You know, the first week of the fast was focused just on him. Really? We talked about Isaiah forty three, fifteen. Oh no, I spoke too soon. Oh, good. I was bragging, wasn't I? There we go. As, you know, the first week we talked about Isaiah forty three fourteen. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. You know, and just talking about him, just Daniel started us talking about, got us into prayer, got us talking. And she, you know, went over just all the abundance of, of how to pray and, and the different types of prayer. And, but she really focused, the cool part, she really focused us back on prayer. A lot of it's just intimate relationship with him. Just getting before him, hearing what he's hear, hearing, what he's saying, walking in those realities, and you know she uh, d- demonstrated that beautifully with the peanut butter and jelly. If you weren't here, go find, go go back before. But I, you know, before then, I thought peanut butter and jelly was pretty simple, like one way, kind of like one way to the Lord, yeah, one way Jesus. I was I was proved wrong. There are more ways to make peanut butter and jelly than just the way I made it. And I was pretty intrigued by um, Joe's you know, method of doing peanut butter and jelly. He put peanut butter on both sides, and he put the jelly in the middle so that the bread would not get squishy and nasty by the time they ate lunch later in the day. Amen. Can I get an amen on that? <laughs> now, the problem is, you know, um, how many years I wasted on soggy peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? That's the tragedy. I mean, I mean, poor kids. I'm gonna to have to go back and pray for all of my kids. Like they had, to, they had to go through soggy peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So, yeah, you know, I kind of, I kind of I laughed at it when I started thinking about that. I'm like, how how many parents that are in my situation where I just celebrated our youngest daughter, beautiful daughter, Kristen. She's not here, but 18. What? Does that age anybody in here, please? You raise your hand. Like, Me. Right. I am I am no longer an a a parent of any children whatsoever. And I'm I look like a child. I mean it's just crazy. <laughs> how, how does that happen? I, I mean I cannot be more than twenty-five or thirty. Um but anyway, you know, it, I was a little frustrated. I mean, it, it's these moments of life that you're frustrated, though, because you look back, parenting, it's like, God, how can I get the 50-year-old parenting perspective when I am 30? Right? Maybe we, I'll lay hands to you and let me pray my my 50-year-old. Because I'm thinking, I missed that. I missed the peanut butter and jelly thing. <laughs> I saved money, <laughs> save money on peanut butter. That's right. Uh, it makes it all better now. Just forget that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, if we'd have doubled up the of our, that would have been bad for the pocketbook. Uh, but, you know, I started thinking about that, you know, kind of joking, but sometimes you're in that place of, you know, you wish you would have known what you know now back then when you are actually parenting your kids, you know. Um, but I think sometimes we're kind of in that same way. You're kind of, we're kind of raised up knowing Jesus, or we, we come to know Christ, and we're kind of locked into only one way of kind of seeking him, you know, whatever way that we've come into that. And I thought, I thought Daniel did an amazing, awesome job of just bringing, you know, five different people up here. You know, you know, if you're somebody like a Ben that likes to sit before the Lord and with his word, or maybe those, those like Michelle who enjoy warring and, and, and pressing into the Lord through dance, or maybe those like Allison um, Keys that love to focus on a truth or maybe a specific scripture and just biblically meditate on it, get before the lord asking what he's, what he's, what are you saying about that truth what are you doing what are you what are you, what picture are you giving me about that in my life and then or maybe it was Micah who loved to engage in maybe in praying in the spirit you know while he 's engaged with the Lord or praying for people and situations or those like dana that Love to just get before the Lord and journal and just write out the declarations of God. And I'm like, That's so amazing. <laughs> Even on Wednesday it was called Burl. I don't some of you don't know her, but Burl is an amazing woman of God. Uh, I hope she's listening. You're you're an amazing woman of God, Burl. Um, she's probably she's about in her eighties or nineties, maybe nineties, I think. And she has been a prayer warrior for this New River Valley. Like she just engages in unity within all the churches and stuff like that but the cool part where she she joins us on wednesday when we pray uh virtually she'll she'll get on and she's just like hey you forgot one And i was like oh okay what was it he's like she's like i love to draw and like she loved to create and i was thinking you know and that's that's the cool part is like don't get locked in you know sometimes we get locked into religiosity this is the way i've got to come to the lord but allow the Lord to just bring out maybe even all of those, you know, maybe you're going to be before the Lord, you're going to be into his word, you're going to be dancing, you're going to be speaking, in the, speaking in the spirit, declaring in the spirit with some journaling, with some, you know, um, just meditating on a scripture that you can do it, you know, just get before the Lord. That's the most important part of that whole thing. So she just brought that out and, and, I, and I go back to the scripture that I was on 2 Corinthians 3, because the um, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Holy Spirit is, there is what? Liberty. Anybody want liberty or freedom today? I, I mean, like, simple, very simple. Get in, get before the Lord, right? Get into his presence. You know, take somebody with you if you need to. You know, where two or more are gathered in his name, there he what? Is in their midst. So there's just this fascinating... It's about him. It's about his presence. It's about getting before him. If I make it about anything else, and you know, we're going to hopefully talk about some things, in the future vision, this, that, and the other, and all those things are amazing, and they get us going, they get us moving, but if it's all for naught if I forget the whole vision of the whole thing. It's just to be with him, to get with him, to enjoy him in that. So I, don't, I want us to make sure that that, that is the, the biggest uh, reality because um, I thought about this, you know, everything we do as dwelling place, we want to do it from a place of his, a place from his presence. You know, connect groups, man. When we gather as connect groups, I want you to gather in his name to enjoy his presence with a, a small group of people. You know, those are that's an amazing thing to do. You know, if you're gathered uh, as youth or gathered in, throughout the week with a group of people, gather in his name, get together with get together with those. Because I think about it, it's our name. It's, you know, that's our name, Dwelling Place Christian Fellowship. You know, that part of, part of that whole significance of that name is that we want to desire to be a place where God dwells. He comes and not only is in us, but he is what? Among us. He promised that in his word. And so, you know, I, I want to be a people where People can come, experience him, and because of his presence, forever change. Right? I'm not forever changed because Mitch got a bunch of things right in his life. I am forever changed because I met Jesus in the reality of who he is. And, and God began to transform me from what? Glory glory I am nowhere near <laughs> thank God I'm not nowhere near where I was and thank God I'm not finished yet and I'm going and God's got more for me right and for you so anyway I, I thought about this Isaiah 43 and I want to and I think there's some there's this really super significant thing that the Lord told me to do he said Mitch go back and read because I told y'all I encourage y'all to read Isaiah 43 and I cheated and threw in a little bit of Isaiah 44 because it's a really cool part of it but I, I want to read, um, this is a chapter and a half, and I want to read this to you. I, God just encouraged me to extract everything else except where he declared about himself, right? And I'm going to read this over us. Just, just listen, this is Isaiah 43, 1 through 21, and I think Isaiah 44, maybe 1 through 6, somewhere like that. Just receive this. I didn't put it up there. But now, thus says the Lord, your Creator, O Jacob, and He who formed you, O Israel. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior, so that you may know and believe me and understand that I am He. Before me, there was no God formed. There will not be, sorry, and there will be none after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and there is no Savior besides me. I am God. Even from eternity, I am he. And there is none who can deliver out of my hand. I act and who can reverse it. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way through the sea and a path through the mighty water, who brings forth the chariot and the horse, the army and the mighty man. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first and I am the last, and there is no God besides me. Who is like me? Is there any God besides me, or is there any other rock I know of none? Isn't that cool? In a chapter and a half, he said all of that about himself, declared that. And one of the things that stuck out out to me was that when I, I really heard the Lord declare, Mitch, if you will find... Your identity in the fullness of who I am and and who I have declared, what I have declared over you, there will be no end to the possibilities to what I can do in you and through you. You know, you think about all that He just declared. He is the Lord. He is God. And so I just wanted to speak that over us this morning, because so many uh, times we get stuck on finding identity, purpose, ministry, and all those things are amazing. I want, I want those to. Exude out of us, but you know, part of that I got to get it into my spirit. It's about Him. You read it again. It's it good. Um, my problem is finding where I threw it. Um, but now says the Lord your Creator, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior, so that you may know and believe me. And understand that I am He. Before me there was no God formed and there will be none after me. I, even I, am the Lord and there is no Savior besides me. I am God. Even, the, even from eternity I am He. And there is none who can deliver out of my hand. I act and who can reverse it. Thus says the Lord your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord your Holy One, the Creator of Israel your King. Thus says the Lord who makes a way through the sea and a path through the mighty water, who brings forth the chariot and the horse, the army and the mighty man. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first and I am the last, and there is no God besides me. Who is like me? Is there any God besides me or is there any other rock? I know of none. So amazing, a, a chapter and a half, and that's the Lord declares that. And... Um, and so I just felt like, and then the Lord kind of switched it on me. And he said, all right, now find the stuff that he wanted to speak about you. Okay? I'm going to try this because the Lord said, put some peeps in here. Because you know, it says, it's, it, he addresses it to hear, oh, Jacob, hear, oh, Israel. What, who's he talking to? Right? The, tri, the, the, the people of God. I, so I, I'm, I'm translating that into what? You. All right. You the people of God. And I know, it looked like you guys were questioning that a little bit. All right. You are. Um, so I want to add some names in here. Do not fear, Beth, for I have redeemed you. Allison, I have called you by name. Kristen Rowe, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, Siphon, I will be with you, and through the rivers they will not overflow you. Tom, when you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. Since you are precious in my sight, Kinsey. I will give other, oh sorry, since you are precious in my sight, since you are honored and I love you, Dana, I will give other men in your place, other peoples in exchange for your life. Do not fear, Korah, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up. To the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name and whom I have created for my glory, whom I have formed, even whom I have made." Hmm. Jesse, Deanne, and hmm, there's somebody else in the Lord. Sorry, I'm just trying to get who the Lord is saying this to. Um, George, you will be my witnesses. You are my witnesses, sorry, declares the Lord, and my ministers who I have chosen. Joe, the people whom I have formed for myself, will declare my praise. Thus says the Lord, who made you, who made you, John, who made you, John, and formed you from the womb, John Sprager, I'll get both Jones on that one, "Who who formed you from the womb, who will help you, do not fear, for I will pour out water on the thirsty land, streams on the dry ground. Richard, I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. They will spring up among the grass like poplars by the streams of water. This one will say, I am the Lord's, and that one will call on the name of Jacob, and another one will write on his hand, belonging to the Lord, and will name Israel's name with honor. And did you hear all those amazing declarations? Chapter and a half. Go back and read it throughout. Declare it over your, your life. Put your name in every one of those names. That's what I, the, the heart was that I called out some specific people, but the heart is that you go back and declare that into your life, over your life, over your family, uh, over them. And the cool part about that, did you catch, did you catch what was almost, that was a part of every declaration about you? Anybody catch what, was, what it really was about? It, you, it always had the word I or my. <laughs> because it's still about him, isn't it? Identity is still about him. Like gathering this place of getting before him, it's about him. It is for me because I'll get blessed and encouraged and built up and all those things, but really all those declarations I just said is really for him. It's for him. And, and I, and I love that. And so you know, I thought about, you know, this just quick thought was that, you know, what if Jesus wasn't secure in his identity? Like who, like just getting before the father, you know, I, I thought about two, two instances. Uh, if he wasn't super secure in his identity as a son, you think about the, temp, uh, the temptation, you know, remember when he said, you know, if you are the son of God, turn these stones to bread. Or if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, he will raise you up. You know, think about if he wasn't super secure in that. He could have taken the fast track out, right? He was God. He could have done either one of those. He could have made bread. He could have thrown himself down and caught himself. But he didn't. He just, everything that came out of him, even in a time of fasting, wilderness, and being super hungry, I am sure. All of a sudden, all that came out of him was the word of God. I'm like, Lord, let it be of my life. because i'm sometimes i'm i'm super full and i am not in a wilderness and all those things and i i can't you know muster up the the word when i need it in, that, in those moments of hard times and situations um but he could have fast-tracked himself but he didn't you know think about when you know another one was into john six you know when he gathered all his disciples he started ta- teaching about you know, drink my flesh, eat my blood, and all of a sudden they were like, "What is he talking about?" And he kind of pulled them into, you know, this—it's—it's—it's it's a, it's a relationship, like it's a, like you—it's a full communion with me. Like, are, are you? I won't relent until I have it all, right? He says, "Full," and all of a sudden, at that moment, it says in John six. I'll read it. From that time many of Jesus' disciples went back and walked with him no more. I'm like, what, Jesus? They saw all the the dead raised, the blind sea, the all those things, but they But I love it what Peter says, and this is what I just want to get into us. And it says, then Jesus turned to the twelve and said, Do you want to go away also? But Simon Peter said, to what? Those most famous words that Peter said, right? To who else shall we go. Where else are we going to go? You have the what? Words of eternal life. It's about him getting before him. He was so secure in who he was. Even in the midst of a, the hardest, craziest situations, he, he walked in that. All right, second, second little uh, item. Pursuing his freedom. So I want to go back to that 2 Corinthians 3.18. Look at this. 2 Corinthians 3.18. But we all, okay, I looked that up in the Greek, and you know what that means? Oh, wow. But we all <laughs> Revelation, right? Man, y'all got it. <laughs> Sterns <laughs> of Revelation this morning. All right, so and and I, so my 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 uh, Mitch translation was, hey everyone, I am talking about you. you, you 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 and you and you. All right, but we all, right, all means all in the Greek. Paul doesn't give us any permission outside to say, to take ourselves out of this process. But we all with what? Unveiled face. If I have a veil over my face, what can I not do? I cannot see, and what can you not do? See me. I just had this thought. Maybe sometimes we keep that veil over there because sometimes we don't want to be seen because it's vulnerable. It's a little iffy out there sometimes. And I can understand what people's lives, that people have gone through. So, But there's this reality that God says, but we all with what? Unveiled face. And Lindsay took us, through this part of our fast, super awesome message about, what, burning the ships, right? Taking everything in our lives, you know, I was thinking about, um, you know, all the, she she mentioned just distractions, sin, weights, all oh, that we're carrying around, addictions, thinking, thinking, and just take all of those things and put them on a the boat, and she gave us a match. If you didn't get one, I'm not sure we got any left. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is a dwelling place. We hand out matches to people in church. <laughs> I loved it. That's all I could think about as we were taping the matches. to the, that, and please let no kid get this and somehow miraculously ma- strike it on something and start a fire. But take the match that you're given. God gives you the match of your will, your, the, it, it, each of us, I mean, we can use all the excuses we want, but it, when it really comes down to it, there's a will in our lives. And she said, take the match, take the will of your life, take those things, put it on the ship and burn it. Why? Because the ship is just represents my old way of life, my old self, the old way of think, doing things, right? Get the, get on the ship and burn light the match and she did such a great job with that and and um you know the kind of interesting thing in this unveiled face if you go back and read right above that in like verses 14 and 15 paul talks about the reality that our minds can be veiled and our hearts can be veiled and so there's just this reality that Lindsay just took us through this amazing moments of asking the lord to get our hearts and our minds unveiled like put them on the ship, get it, get get moving. So that why? And I started thinking about why did he go? Why did he go unveiled face? Um, you know, I thought about this in relationship um, because you know you think about your face. It's it's the root of all your senses, really. I mean, your face has sensing, smelling, smelling, yes, smelling, <laughs> touch comes from your what? Brain, right? The only way way you feel is because your brain is telling you you're feeling, right? Uh, Hearing, smelling, touching, uh, seeing, tasting, it all comes from here. And I felt like the Lord's saying he wants to unveil it so that you can sense everything that God is. You can smell him. You can taste him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You can hear his voice again. You can see see him clearly. And so he wants us all with unveiled face all unveiled face. And I thought about this thing, you know, because I'm I'm putting that pursue him in freedom. Like, it's about him and freedom. David put it this way, I didn't put it up there, but you can write it down in your notes. Psalm 1837, I love this. I pursued my enemies and overtook them and I did not turn back until they were consumed. I shattered them so they were not able to rise. You know, I think that In in our day and age, you know, what are the things that the the Lord wants, the enemies of my life that the Lord wants me to chase down, put to death, shatter until so it doesn't rise up again? That has no place in my life because why? Not so that we can be all goody-two-shoey type people. It's, It's so we can be free people to love, to encourage, to build up, to hear him, to see him, to taste him and give that out. Uh, Paul said in Philippians, I love this one, uh, Philippians 3.12, I think I have that one. Not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which I was also laid hold of, Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard, let me go back and catch that real quick. I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which I also was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. So you have some things to lay hold of. We have some things to lay hold of in this life. You, some of you have relationships that God's saying you need to re- lay hold of to redeem, to reconcile, to and to, to see transformed. Um, I wrote some other things down. I, um, you know, we have some truth that we're called to mature in, to lay hold of. We have some reconciling moments to lay hold of. We have some divine moments with, with God that we're supposed to lay hold of. So what would be holding us back? Let's keep going. I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, if I'm going to lay hold of it, forget what lies behind and reach forward to what lies ahead. Step, pursue what lies ahead. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. But, um, but forgetting what lies behind. Asking the Lord, just as uh, Lindsay graciously did the, that whole declaration so, so well in relationship to just burn the ship. You know, release it. Um, and, I, and, in, and in 2023, I'm believing that we're all moving upward. Um, let's see. I didn't finish that. I love this scripture. I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call. And so that's, what, that's why we got to burn the ships because every, every one of you, you know every single one of you has an upward call right don't don't uh don't don't think well I'm too old I'm too young I'm too far gone I'm too this I'm too th- it's there's an upward call on your life and so I'm just asking the lord to 2023 we you're just you don't have to get you know some of us that are super um visionistic you want to get there to tomorrow which you know i would love to too but i'm just saying it's it's a step it's a glory to glory transformation and so we'll talk about that as we go but uh in this last thing but think about that um i think i gosh i can't get there my pages not done um, and in, I just wrote this down. In 2023, I'm believing that we are going to be able to walk in Isaiah 43:18, which declares, "Do not call to mind the former things or ponder the things of the past." 2023 will be a looking forward kind of year. That 2023 will be an upward call kind of year. Anyone want to believe? Want anybody want to believe for that? Yeah, I mean that's that's what I'm believing, right? <laughs> I'm believing for that kind of year, right? So, um, and pursuing freedom is critical. I, that's just not a, I just realized in my older age, yes, I will, I'm not going to say what I am, but I am getting older. I have an 18-year-old youngest daughter. That's even crazier. Um, but as I'm getting older, I realize that, you know, sometimes you just wish that, <laughs> man, I, I'm arrived, I've got it all together. But I, there's still things in my life that I'm realizing, oh, man, okay, pursue freedom in that, Right? Why? Because there's there's an upward call. There's more glory to glory in that. You know, just being able to leave those things behind. All right, last one, pursuing him into the new. All right, let's go back and finish the statement in Second Corinthians 2. I love this last statement, if I can get it. Oh, somebody might have to push me. There we go. Whoop. All right, right, Second Corinthians 3.18. But we all, with unveiled face, we got through those two, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed all right anybody remember what that word means y'all probably heard that message lots and lots anybody remember that one metamorphosis metamorphosai or whatever I mean the Greek words is the same Greek word that we get metamorphosis at LA metanoia right and what is what does metamorphosis do Y'all know the classic example: butterf- a cocoon. You know, a caterpillar goes into a cocoon, comes out of what? All right, is it the same? Enti- is it the same creation? Same creation. Different form. Is it a new form? Yeah. Metamorphosis means I'm going from an old form to a new form. Like there's newness to it. So the Second Corinthians 3:18 is really calling us to the new, right? You are being metamorphosed. You are being transformed from what? Glory to glory. So wherever you think you're at, I want you today to just deem it glory. Right? He doesn't say I'm taking you from pit to pit to glory to glory, right? He he didn't call it wherever you're at a pit. He said it's a glory. It's, It's a place to start. And God wants to very strategically over this year just keep empowering you to go from glory to glory to glory, right? The glory of an amazing oak tree that's standing in somebody's front yard. Anybody got one of those? Anybody got a big one? Is the glory been over a year? Is it is it just a year a year's glory? Now typically those are 80 to 100 years worth of glory but you're getting to enjoy it in the 80th, 100th year. Like, I'm, I want to enjoy these years. I want to enjoy whatever years I am at because whatever year you're at, there's more glory to be found, right? You're going to continue to keep growing, keep growing, growing. All right, let's see. Transformed from glory to glory, right? Example of that, okay. Isaiah, we're going back to the Isaiah passage. Um, hmm. Man, I did talk too soon. Can you flip it to the next one? There we go. Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. Leanne did a beautiful job last week just uh, talking about through this whole thing. But, man, there was one thing that stuck out to me um, in this passage. It's the, it's the question that he asked in the middle of it. Did y'all catch the question? Will you not be aware of it? And that question kind of, you know, you ever get stuck by the word a little bit? You're like, okay, so you're trying to speak something in that to me. Will you not be aware of it? Right? Now I'll just go back through that whole scripture. Behold obviously means to look, to gaze, to set your eyes. Behold, I'm going to do something what? Come on now, did I lose everybody? Behold, I'm going to do something what? Yeah. New. So first and foremost, it's a promise. The Lord is doing something new. So it isn't a question if he is doing something new. It's what is he doing new? right it isn't just that possibility that he will do something new he is doing a new thing and it, I love that next de- declaration now now it will spring forth so what is he doing in your life new now and I just found, I had I just had to be guilty as charged I don't I had to just face that I don't look for the new I think I've been in 2020 2021 2022 just trying to like hope that the tree doesn't fall on the house again type of mentality, right? So I'm not looking for new. I'm just looking how to kind of get the house back in shape from the old, right, or from whatever has been going on. And so I feel like the Lord is calling us into this new season of looking for the new. Are you looking for the new in people that you're engaged, engaging with? Are you looking for the new in what God's doing in you? Are you looking for the new in what God's doing in the body, through you, in you, Toward you, all those things. You know, be looking for the new, because that's what he's doing. And it's this next, that next phrase caught me, will you not be aware of it? That's the Greek word yada, to know, to be aware, to perceive. Will you not perceive the new? Will you not know the new? Will you not be aware of the new? And so that got me really thinking. Uh, I just started realizing that the Lord is... That the Lord is doing something new, but it really bothered me to think that there would be a possibility that I might not see it. And wouldn't, isn't that the tragedy of that whole scripture right there? I'm like, man, he's doing something new, and he's saying, He's asking a question. There's a possibility that you might not be aware of it. And so I felt like you know, the Lord wants to, to get us back to that place of being again. That our eyes would be unveiled and free to see the new, to see what He's doing. That our, that to see clearly with unveiled face, hearts, minds, the new things that He's doing. Um, it was kind of interesting. I was, I was just kind of. I usually don't tell people what I'm fasting from with this that, and the other, but you know, one of the things I uh, do do. Yes, I gave up sweet tea for three weeks. Glory to God. <laughs> i do kind of a i do kind of a no meat no sweet no sweet tea type of fast right uh but some of the entertainment i just say yeah we i just don't watch anything except i'll uh, watch the chosen like chosen is something that i feel like i I can i can watch and get encouraged by some of you might not like the chosen you might like it you might not it's okay a lot of it's extra biblical he's they're filling in gaps that are not ex you know they're extra biblical so i understand that you know but I love it when they hit, when they get very scriptural, and they hit super, like, you see the the moments, you know. So go, I mean, season three, they hit that moment where the, the lady is pressing through the crowd, and she touches the hem of its garment, and I'm like, oh, man. This just brings things to life that you don't get, but one of the things that he brought to life was over the season, I started realizing how much of the disciples, how much new Jesus was bringing that radically like threw them off like I love that when he was he went back to Nazareth right I I spoke that message a while back what good can come out of what Nazareth well uh, I I hope uh, I hope he didn't get rebuked too much when he got back up there and he's like hey you didn't know you were talking about the son of God when you said who could (laughs) what good could come out of Nazareth right but he goes back to Nazareth and he sits down, and they, this, the scene is in Luke 4, and he sits down with the rabbi, and they, they're going to let, he's, he, you know, they, he's considered a rabbi, so they're going to let him teach. Well, obviously he's going to teach from the Old Testament scrolls, right? Well, gladly, where does the, where does the scroll fall when he gets to Luke 4, to, when he's sitting down before all these people? Well, Isaiah 61, well, venture to that, right? Isaiah 61 that declares, I'll just read this passage. Actually, I have it up here. I'll just, y'all can walk through it with me. He came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, he, as, and as was his custom, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. Well, what did he read? And the book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Mm. He didn't even pick it up. It was given to him. He opened the book and found the place it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, he sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set those free who are oppressed, and to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, gave it back to his attendant, and he sat down. (laughs) Woo! I love it. I love it. Now, can we say new I mean, let me, I am not Jesus. Jesus sits down, and the next thing he says is what? In this scripture today, this is fulfilled. Whoa, wait a second, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Can you imagine everybody in the room? You're like, whoa, 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 wait a second. You just said that for 700 years, we have been waiting for the Messiah from Isaiah, Seven, I mean, can y'all just put, I I mean, sometimes when it's like five years, it's too long for us, right? If it's more than five minutes, sometimes it's too long. 700 years, they have been waiting for someone to be born, to be declared, for them to be able to come and say, this scripture is fulfilled in me, but were they ready for it? 700 years, they've been reading it. They've been believing for it. They've been asking for it. But because it didn't come in the very form that they had thought, they didn't embrace the new. Right. You know, you think about, you it know, goes on and says, no, can you flip it forward? I don't know who's back there. And he, t- he began to say to them, today the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Go on to the next one. And I, whoop! Now, that, now it's working. And he said to them, no doubt you will quote this proverb to me, physician, heal yourself. He was prophesying about his what? Death on the cross, right? Wherever we, wherever, sorry Whatever we heard was done at Capernaum, do here in your hometown as well. And he said to them, truly I say to you, no prophet is welcome in his own town. And all the people in the synagogue, he he went on to say a few other things. um, But in 28 it says, and all the people in the synagogue were filled with rage as they heard he sing. Now think about this. Where was Jesus from? All these people knew him. But what he was trying, the new that he was trying to declare offended them so much that they couldn't even... Do it. Not only did they, the people were filled with rage, they actually got up, drove him to the out to the city, and led him to the brow of the hill on which the city had been built in order to throw him down the hill. The very promise for 700 years that they have been waiting on, that they were going to do what? Chuck him over the hill. That's the reality. That was going to happen. Of course, the cool part, Jesus just kind of made his way through. Uh, it was just kind of, it, it, but... So they bring that that's what I love about the chosen, they bring those moments alive. Like they just fill in those moments really cool. And the, but I s but I as I was watching the the clip, I mean the the clip, I just started realizing, man, these disciples, Jesus was boggling their mind. You know, when you when when somebody asks you to go one mile, go what? Two. You know, when they ask you for uh I'm missing all those now. You know, cloak, you know, when they slap you on one cheek, give them the other. Right? All those things. It's so new. You're like, what? I want to I want to hit back, Lord. You know, <laughs> are you sure? I like the Old Testament, you know, two for two, the eye for eye, all those things, right? <laughs> I, I want to stay in the Old Testament. Like, I don't wanna, this is new, but it's a new covenant, right? And the hard part, even, you know, I was thinking about it, even the hard part was, you know, when, uh, you know, people like Peter, all of a sudden he was saying, hey, I'm going to go. I'm going to need to uh, go and be killed and to, re- be raised, re- to be raised up on the third day. Anybody remember what Peter said in that? No way. No way. Why? He's like, no way, God, that can never happen to you. And Jesus you know, as much as Peter just rebuked Jesus, Jesus puts the rebuke right back and says what? Get behind me, Satan. Why wow, you are setting your interests on man's, not mine. You are a stumbling block for me. And so what happens is that we end up, like, if we're not understanding, if we don't get that veil off our eyes, I don't want to be a, a stumbling block in that. I want to see and embrace the new. I want to see what God's doing. I love that the youth band was up there. Man, that's, that's just newness is good, right? I love that, man, can we, I, and I just think, I mean, I know Brandon Allison are huge in that, Dana and Ben, is there anybody else that works for the band there? Mark Johnson, Michael, man, I, I mean, I just want to honor you guys, and just say, man, well done, not only well done, but just, you you see what happens when you just get a vision for like what God's doing in you and then just go do it. There was no youth band and they just said, man, I want to see, see something happen. And they just started, I mean, that's what, five, four, three years in the making, basically. You know, I mean, just little by little, glory to glory. You saw glory to glory. And, and did they step into a new level of glory today? I thought so. Just maturing and they're, they're gifted. Not, it's not about them. That's what we prayed over them even right before they came out. It's not about you. That's a great thing. That's about kingdom of Jesus in you. So anyway, all that to say. Think about what they were doing on the side of that hill. He, you know, he is the very definition of behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? He is the roadway in the wilderness. He is the river in the desert. I think sometimes we're looking for a physical river in our desert. I think sometimes, and I think sometimes those will happen. I just don't think they'll happen all the time because he is our river in the desert, right? He is the roadway in the wilderness, and and i just i love that and i got to keep going keep going bitch oh, i can stay there a little bit but um but this is the promise they had been waiting for and they were just about ready to and, you know and i think about peter and going back to that whole thing you know you think about peter and the see you see peter and disciples had to deal with the veil that kept coming from the old like they were trying to embrace a new covenant a new teaching, a new form of doing. They were trying to, but they had this old way of thinking, old covenant of sorts that they were working with. And so the Lord's calling us back into this place of new covenant. Because think about it. What if Jesus, what if Peter would have, you know, what if all of a sudden uh, Jesus would have been like, well, you're right, Peter. You're right. I don't need to go to the death. You know what we would have missed out on? Salvation, healing, forgiveness from debt of sin, Holy Spirit, getting to go before him in the Holy of Holies, the very presence of God. All that happened because he was willing to go to the cross. We're going to celebrate that with communion by breaking our fast here with communion today. But think about that. Peter had his mind set that God, Jesus was going to do something different. Like, overtake the government, like, land everything, you know, overtake Rome. They were going to be the mighty conquerors. But that's all they knew. I mean, that's all they would seen. That's all they would known. But Jesus was bringing such a new gospel, a new way of doing things. And I'm just praying that, that the Lord will impart that newness into it, continue to impart that newness from glory to glory, glory to glory. Um, you know, I think I said, of course, it's easy to see on this side of the cross how obvious that is. Right? I think we're guilty because we're like, come on, disciples. You, you guys should have known better. Right? Look at, I mean, we see, because we can see what he did. But my, my question is, Mitch, are you seeing what he's doing now? Like, that's what I don't want to be uh, uh, in a situation where I'm not. In, in where I know what God's doing, and and so it's this place that God wants to do in in us and through us, and a part of that, you know, I want to read one more scripture because I think this has something to do with it, and you know, I, I kind of threw it in here at the last, but um, you know, because Colossians three uh, ten, you might have to flip it from up there, my things. There you go, Colossians three ten. You know, this is Paul again. Now, just this place of putting on the new self. Do not lie to one another since you have laid aside the old self with its evil practices and have put on the new self, which is being what? Renewed. Re-newed. Anybody know what that, that word, anybody know what the word renew means? Mm-hmm. To make what? Yeah. No. Over and over and glory to glory to glory. Renewed, because think about it, I have put on the new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge of, to the image, according to the image. We're becoming more like him. So if I, if I walk in the old self, I'm just looking like me in the old ways. I'm looking like the world. I'm looking like me trying to be religious. I'm trying to, looking like me trying to uh, be secure in who I am and this, that and the other. all these things. But if I put on the new self, it actually begins this process where it's a renewing. I am becoming new. Every, you know, glory to glory transformation. And so that's that place that God's calling us again. Throw off the old, put on the new. Burn the ship, seek him, come into the new. And so that's just the invitation. I felt like the Lord, the, the blueprint that he's given us this year. Take this place of getting, like, Get before him, like make it about him. Pursue freedom. Get rid of the old. Take the match. Get rid of get rid of it. And then what Leanne called us to in this place of you know embracing the new, like looking for the new. Like getting out of this twenty 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 one, twenty two mindset of hunkered downness and sin. I'm coming back out to see the new, the new day, the new dawn. And so that's why I just want to pray over us. Uh, really, as we take communion, as we take uh, the bread and the, the 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 bread and the wine this morning, which is our nice bre- uh, wafer and grape juice, I want to read Hebrews 11:12. Let me see if I had anything else. Um, let us see if I can get to Hebrews. I just want to read this. You know, you think about, you know, I think about the new that he was doing on the cross. You know, the new that was, oh, does anybody not have one that wants one? And I always tell people, again, never feel like you have to do communion. It's it's a personal one-on-one. Nobody's looking around to see who's taking the cup or eating the bread. You know, just if you aren't in a position you don't want to take it, uh, do not feel obligated. But I, I do want to invite you this morning if you want to take communion. Um, there's a little top piece you can get that wafer off. It's always funny in these day, the day and age of this is trying to get this, while you're talking, get this undone. Um, but he... You know, you think about the newness that he was doing as his body, you know, he broke the bread. he said, you know, this is my body. This is my body broken for you. You know, when when he said, take eat of this in remembrance of me, he was calling us to remember. This was super new for them. It was super new for the disciples. Actually, they had all scattered by this point. They had all scattered, but the cool part about the Lord, He said, He promised the Holy Spirit. He promised that He would bring them back, and He did. And so He brought them back into the place of of walking, and and I think of even somebody like a Peter that, even at the very place of the newness of the cross, He said, "Nah, I'm I'm gone. I, I, I I'm denying you." And how beautiful it was right after Jesus came back. He led Peter to the place of accepting him three more times by the shore. And so there's this place that the the newness of the body today is for your healing. It's for your salvation. It's for your restoration and reconciliation of the new that he wants to do today. That's a great thing. Years and years, years and years and years and years later, this is just as powerful as it was the day that he died. And so, Lord, we just thank you for this bread As we are breaking this uh, 21-day fast, Lord, we just say, God, thank you for the bread of life. Thank you for this Hebrews uh, 12 passage that declares, Therefore, since we have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, that today we lay aside every encumbrance, every weight, every sin that so easily entangles us, and it calls us to pursue, to run. With endurance, the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of the faith, who for the joy set before him, you went to the cross. Lord, thank you for the body that was beaten and bruised and broken and put on that cross. And Lord, thank you for what you did through it, Lord, for our healing, our restoration. Uh, for our salvation, uh, for all that you wanted to do in our lives. So, Lord, we bless you. We honor you for that. And we eat this. We take this bread in remembrance of you in Jesus' name. And then in the same way, he took that cup. And for the joy set before him, he was pierced through for our transgressions it was his blood that makes our sins as white as snow it says in the word and so lord we thank you for this blood lord thank you for the blood that was spilled that day God, on the cross because lord it was your purpose your plan lord to to be that sacrifice once and for all We don't have to continually sacrifice anymore because you did the ultimate sacrifice. Thank you for the forgiveness of sins. Thank you for washing us white as snow. Lord, I just pray right now, somebody does not feel white as snow in this place. God, right now, just wash them. Wash them white as snow. And Lord, we just thank you. We take this in remembrance of you in Jesus' name. Um, Tulio's coming around and I don't know if I have another basket but Brandon's got a basket you can pass them to the maybe to the sides just watch (laughs) because you can get a little bit of a juice in there so I'm just going to close this out today just by saying this I'm looking forward to the new that I'm going to get to experience in each of you this year All right, everybody look at me. I don't even like to do this because I don't like all y'all looking at me, really. I like to see your face, I just don't like. But I'm excited to see the new that God is going to do in each of you. See if I can catch almost everybody's eye, maybe. I am looking forward to seeing what God is going to do in 2023 in each of you this year. I want to make it a personal desire to to see that, to, to speak it, to bring it out in you, but I, I want to see the new. Because God is doing a new thing, and I want to be aware of it. I, in faith, will be aware of it, right? I will perceive it. I want to know all that he has for me, for you, for this body in 2023, as we pursue him, as we pursue freedom, and as we pursue him in the new. Uh, We're believing that. So I want you to stand. I want to pray that over us.